Welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today, we're going to be talking about Love 101, episode three, which, wow, like I already knew this wasn't a typical teen high school drama that I would watch, but holy shit, this is like very hard for me to watch. I don't know how you guys felt about it, but oh God. I don't have any tea, but I did have a salted caramel milkshake today and it was so good. I just wanted to shout it out. Wow. You just want to make us hungry. (laughs) Are you guys having tea? I I have a glass of ice water. I'm having (laughs) Earl Grey tea, which is my new thing. But I ran out. Holding up the entire show on your shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I ran out. So that means that no more tea, I guess. Ah. (laughs) Until you go to the grocery store. (laughs) <laughs> there's no more tea ever now <laughs> all out Columbia is out of tea <laughs> also I know we're going to get into like spilling the, the figurative tea but um I just want to say that Sammy's reaction to this episode and saying wow this was so hard for me to watch etc and then me still reading my notes and being like what even happened in this episode <laughs> nothing happened just speak how many violent Turkish crime shows I watched and how I am so numb to any kind of violence oh my god there was so so much emotion in this show like it was hard to watch but I enjoyed it at the same time like I'm really enjoying it I have to say the last episode of my like favorite current favorite ongoing Turkish uh let's say primetime series that I'm watching again Turkish shows are typically Netflix is not a good example Turkish uh soaps are typically two hours long per episode so the show I watch now Chukur um the last episode was literally the main character being tortured in (gasps) what thought was Afghanistan turns out he was in Turkey the whole time but they told him he was in Afghanistan uh being tortured for like the 1.5 of the two hours and it was very graphic and uh, super awful it was like the worst episode ever I'll say but like after watching that two nights ago and then watching this I'm like okay <laughs> so like I beat up and sad fine <laughs> I mean we can discuss it when we spill the tea but I think there were a few things about this episode that were well maybe just one thing that was like just extremely unusual to me okay I'll yeah, yeah. I'll stop by getting us off <laughs> save the takes save the takes guys all right so now Sophia is going to take us through what happened in this very bloody episode <laughs> Okay, so this episode starts with a flashback of Ishik, um, which is a typical thing, I guess. Uh, like, we can say that now because it's happened a few times now. So she's, like, making the meal. I guess she's making the meal that she invited everyone to have, is my assumption, because she, like, brought a bunch of, like, stuff from I, there somewhere There were so many Tupperwares. That was, that's my <laughs> main point. Yeah, I was... <laughs> I just thought it was really pretentious. Like, who carries stuff like that around? Just, like, put in a bag. But like, why are you putting your mushrooms in she's glass? She's clearly a weirdo. That's she's that super me. OCD. I think that's established about her. Like, she's very organized. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Marie Kondo of this show. It does not spark joy. She should stop. <laughs> um, 
so she's like saying some foreshadowing stuff i can't like she always says this like these like philosophical things that i like do not pay attention to i'm sorry um so then we go to where we left off last episode so Ida and kadem are at her house like talking and like like we see the whole scene again where like they're like oh my god we did it blah 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 and like he tries to kiss her she kisses him back but then she bites his lip a bit aggressively and it's bleeding and she's like no like let's just stay friends let's not make this complicated um i don't know i'm just confused about that anyway so then we go and see what burju and kemal were up to um so basically like she had she doesn't have her keys as we know because uh these kids have her purse so he like helps her break into her apartment she's like all wet and like shivering because she got uh like blasted by the sprinklers last time so she like has to change um and then in the meantime Kemal is like making himself at home in her house like making coffee <laughs> like he mysteriously knows where everything is um even the brandy for some reason <laughs> and so uh oh wait I I said something too early I guess but so then is when Eda bites Kenem's lip and like she kicks him out of his of her house so then like uh the uh Kemal and Burju are like really enjoying themselves they're like laughing and she's like increasingly drunk and like kind of making a fool out of herself a bit like I guess he finds it really endearing because he's like really happy and like for once like we know that he doesn't have like a resting angry face which is his typical face but she's like already kind of making a fool out of herself and saying like kind of dumb stuff and like he realizes that she's extremely drunk And this is where, like, I think the three of us were, like, biting our nails, like, oh, my God, what's he going to do? I'm really scared. Yeah, um, exactly. Because we expect the worst out of humans, I guess. Um, but he just, like, carries her into her bed, like, tucks her in. Um, but she's extremely drunk, and she, like, pulls him close, like, they're, like, face to face. Um, and she's like, don't let them expel the kids. But, like, they're really close, like kissing close and she's like please don't leave I think she says and then she like lets him go and he's like oh god so I think they're both like I don't know kind of giddy and like feeling it with each other the day ends and then we pan to Kerem who okay I could I can't make sense of this scene like his parents suck is basically my conclusion I mean yeah they're sketchy. yeah I think that's pretty much the vibe we're supposed to get they suck in their brain. but are they like mobsters like they give me like a mobster <laughs> they so look like mobsters <laughs> to me explains his like you know inherited violent tendencies too a little bit <laughs> yeah I mean that that makes that would make sense to me also the fact that his dad is like saying like he's well known for something it seems like because he's like like oh like uh you think like you're my son and you're better than me but like or I don't know he just says something really shitty um and obviously they're like ha like why is your lip bleeding did you get into a fight again because like it's obvious that he gets into fights like his dad like humiliates him for getting kicked off the basketball team um which I don't know I feel really bad for Kenem like I disliked him very strongly at first. Now I'm like, okay, fine. Um, I just, I like, as I said last time, I really want to know more about these characters' backstories. And then like, it's really cool. Like now that we're finding out little things about each of them. 
So then it's next morning and we see everyone's like view from their bedroom. Obviously, Sinan has the most absurd view, like, and basically all of them have kind of like birds inside their house, almost like there's a big focus on birds too, uh, it seems. And so Burju wakes up and she's, I, I don't know if she's hungover, but she like clearly is like, the way I interpret it, she woke up and she's like, oh, I must have dreamt that, that I think happened last night. But then she sees Kemal in the living room and she's like, shit, I didn't dream that. Like it actually happened. <laughs> what am I going to do now? So he like, help, like she starts like making breakfast and he helps and they like bond because like he sees that she has like a, a Bordeaux magnet on her fridge. He's like, oh my God, Bordeaux was the first away trip I had with the basketball team, whatever, like the cheese, the wine, like I don't know. He's like extremely outgoing now <laughs> all of a sudden, which I kind of like. Um, and so like they're having this really nice meal and like like they're enjoying each other's company. Like, what can I say? Like, we obviously all know that something bad's going to happen now because of course. So then like a drop of sweat comes down her neck. Like it seems my assumption is that she's had some sort of trauma with a man or something. And that's why she's like so apprehensive about like being close to him but I have no clue so basically she just like ran like this random drop of sweat falls and like she freaks out like she accidentally drops one of the like a glass thing she like cuts her finger he's like helping her clean it out and like she's like getting really like worked up and he's like no no like I have to clean it and like they have a fight and he just leaves the apartment and it's like like it's like a 180 in like two seconds. It's not, it's really shitty. So then we go to Sinan. Sinan is having breakfast. And as we know, like his stepmom is like obsessed with getting everything from the house. So like he's just eating breakfast and like his dad is just like, oh, just taking the uh, China. Cause like, you know, poor thing, your stepmother, she's like in love with everything in this house. She needs to have it. And <laughs> He, like, takes the stuff and, like, he realizes one of the cups is missing because, like, Sinan is having his breakfast, like, his coffee or whatever. And Sinan, like, I think it's kind of like a fuck you move. He, like, spills the coffee in the plate and the dad just, like, takes the mug and, like, doesn't give a fuck. It's like, okay, fine. Oh, that dad just needs to be thrown in the boss oh first. Like, what a fuck. I hate friend. him so much. Yes. So much. Worst character yeah worst character ever and so then he's like trying to take the china too like the plates um and then like sinan just poured like his coffee or tea into that plate so like he's like oh i'll take that later um see you later bye like i don't really care what you're up to goodbye it's just really horrible i i hate that so then um we go to the school and like these kids like our band of misfits is like standing on the steps um like waiting for these people to arrive to the school and they're like oh my god like what happened like Edda said that he slept over like I wonder what happened and then like they walk in separately and I think they don't even say like hi to each other or to the kids which is also strange in my opinion strange also that they don't give her her purse back um or like say like I'm sorry like we left you at the concert <laughs> um but whatever so um they like realize that something wrong is wrong and then the principal like is like haha I'm gonna kick you out and like Ishik what's your problem why are you hanging out with these crazy horrible kids 
like you're such a nice kid like please don't let them rub off on you and so then the teacher who I'm gonna call red shirt because she's had a red shirt every time she's been on screen and I don't know her name she's like I've been calling her slutty in my notes but that's just mean (laughs) we are not about that here on this podcast we will use t-shirt descriptors She's wearing a tight red dress to school as a teacher. No, she's not. She's wearing like a normal red red dress. I don't know. Anyway. Sorry, you had a frumpy ass teacher, Sammy. Yeah. And you think that dress is like scandalous. <laughs> Probably. At all. <laughs> um, okay, so this teacher is like, she's very forward. And, I, and her character has one purpose, like having sex with Kemal literally and hating Edda basically those are her two purposes so she's like hey um why don't we have some fun like uh like we could just have like this fun arrangement like no strings attached um and he's like what the hell and so like whatever like he shrugs it off for now and so then we go to our misfits again and they're in this class with like this professor who's very formally dressed um and he's like okay you have a test today I hope you studied blah blah blah. and of course like Sinan just falls asleep and is like I'm not going to do this and Ishik is sitting next to him and she's like I can't let him like he's just going to turn in his test blank and he's and she's like I can't I can't let him do this so she swaps the papers like changes the names and turns in her test like turns in Sinan's test as hers and vice versa and she just leaves she's just like this is the right thing to do I guess she like it's her way of like showing her crush on uh this on uh, Sinan but I don't I don't really know what the purpose of this is but basically she just like does it whatever so then well we go in and see that Burju went to have lunch with red shirt or red dress I guess um, and red dress is like very snooty like I don't know why she's having lunch with Burju because she's not nice at all to her she's just like they're like oh it's the last Iron. like do you want it uh, and she and she says to Burju like well I hope you don't mind I'm just gonna take the Iron. and Burju's like no I'm gonna take it <laughs> um, so uh, I guess they have a frenemy relationship it seems so then we go to Sinan. He's like extreme, like all of the misfits are like sitting, like they do this whole thing to sit on a bench on the grass and like eat some food. That's really good. Weirdly, like Edda doesn't eat, like it seems to hint that she has some sort of eating disorder or something. I, I'm assuming, of course, but like this is a teen show. So like, obviously that's what I would assume. Um, And then like Sinan is really pissed off. He's like, why the in the, in the hell would you do that? Like, this is so stupid and like he is really aggressive like literally like almost hits um Ishik I guess with the test or something and they just like all start screaming super horrible things at each other and like they all get angry and they're like we're not even friends anyway so like who cares like why like this plan's over and like we weren't gonna be successful anyway so let's just go our own way basically which of course this is a teen drama so I'm sure this is not the first time that that's going to happen. Uh, the last time this, that's going to happen on the show. And of course, like, Kenem is, like, really worked up. He, like, almost beats up uh, Sinan, but, like, everyone calms him down. And it kind of, 
I mean, like, this is horrible. I don't condone violence, but I think it's kind of endearing how all of them, like, rally with Ishik, like, who's the least, like, friends of them. And I think, like, it's kind of sweet that they're starting to form that bond, which they were obviously going to form. Um, and then, like, future Ishik is, like, yeah, that just meant that he was, like, really afraid of commitment and of, like, caring for someone, someone caring for him and, like, all this crap which <laughs> again, I kind of tune out whenever she talks. So um, basically like what happens is that everyone gets extremely ex- upset. Like Eda gets home, like she doesn't even say hi to her mom, just like starts like furiously scribbling in her like all dark room. And then um, Kerem like literally goes to the street and starts beating up random people until he gets like beat up really badly himself. That's what also, like, I was thinking if he were a mobster, like, his parent, his dad's, like, goons would not let him get really badly beat up on the street. But maybe his dad's goons just don't follow him around. Um, and, see, like, Sinan's response is to just throw, like, the dishes in the Bosphorus and, like, scream really loudly. Um, which, like, it's the Bosphorus and his dad lives right uphill. Like, I wonder if his dad can hear him screaming really loudly. Who knows? Oh, and the episode ends with Ishik. Like, Ishik was really shaken up. She was, like, really upset. But what she really wanted, and she'd been trying to convince everyone during the episode, was to get their yearbook photos taken. Because, like, all these people are kind of misfits. They're like, I'm not going to go and take the freaking yearbook photo. Like, I don't give a shit. But Ishik, like, for her, for some reason, it's, like, really important. So then we see her, like, going to take the yearbook photo and, like, like, she's so fair-skinned. Like, you can see that her... Well, maybe this is just me. Her, that her eyes are, like, puffy because, like, she's sad, obviously. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, I am really excited to talk about it because I have some different interpretations of what happened from what you said. So Ooh. that'll be good. So we're going to, before we can spill any more tea, we're going to move straight into our spilling the tea section and talk about all the things that happened in this episode. I, th- I guess like what you thought was different from what I said would be like interesting. Yeah, you can't just like throw yeah. that out there and be like, what do you guys want to talk about now? <laughs> I said- all right. So the first thing that you said that I disagreed with was, oh, you said that you thought she, w- that Borju was like traumatized by men and that's why she was so like weird and like that date ended so badly my interpretation was that she's like ill like has a chronic illness of some kind and is like dying because but why would she have like random drops of sweat and like touch her neck like she always touches her neck i also thought it was illness i will say (laughs) i she's sweaty i don't know (laughs) i just feel like we're gonna go to teen tropes in a minute but like a walk to remember style death future death kind of thing that's my vibe from that interaction what did you think Eski? I agreed I agree with the the illness hypothesis I had the same thought I also uh, one of my WTFs uh, was that she had a whole damn bowl of blueberries 
Like I can't even find blueberries in Turkey easily now. You're telling me in 1998, she got all those blueberries and she just like, was like, let's eat this for breakfast. Ain't nobody doing that. That's a good one. Are you sure it wasn't olives? Pretty sure they were blueberries. I asked my mom. She was like, yeah, those blueberries. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I was like, I was confused about what those were. I wasn't sure if it was blueberries. Um, because I, I like thought they look like blueberries, but like it would be more normal for them to be olives, I guess. Yeah. Spilling olives yeah. all over your carpet, the, or I can't remember, even remember she had carpet on her floors, but spilling olives is way yeah, messier than blueberries. So I'm hoping <laughs> for the sake of like the fake apart, the fictional apartments, fictional flooring that it was blueberries. <laughs> I do like, like how you said, Sophia, like um, I don't know, Borju like won Kemal over over the course of being an idiot drunk. And then he was like so <laughs> chatty and happy the next morning. I like that. It was like he was coming out of his shell. And then, but then his behavior later in the episode, I was like, okay, I'm back to hating your guts. <laughs> yeah, he's canceled again. Um, but also my other hip- hypothesis is just that she's really nervous to fall in love for some reason for whatever reason like or like she is just jitters that like she knows that she's starting to fall for this person so she just gets like a nervous teenager maybe but like the the getting cut thing was like so weird like her reaction to him holding her finger yeah I don't know it was weird it was really weird I like I was like I missed something what happened because like from one second to the other they're like fighting and I was like what yeah I was I was really enjoying this awkward phase like I I think that my brain is broken again from watching like crime shows and stuff because when she was like sweating and then she broke the thing and then they went into the bathroom I was like oh my god he date rape drugged her like she's totally drugged right now (laughs) which obviously she wasn't because he like took care of her last night I don't know what's wrong with me but (laughs) yeah yeah, well, I felt that more, like, I was more scared when, when he, like, was going to put her to bed. Like, that's what really made me nervous. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Wait, what else did you not agree with? Oh, you said that uh, Sinan pouring out his tea was, like, a fuck you to his dad. I kind of feel the complete opposite. I feel like he's so passive with his dad and, like, just sad about it and, like, is in no way like angry he's just like really depressed and like wants his love so that's why every time he comes in he just like does whatever he asks without like talking back or anything mm-hmm. I don't know yeah that, that that makes sense I just like he's just like fuck you with everyone else so I just assume that he's fuck you with his dad but like I feel like if he were that way his dad wouldn't keep doing stupid shit right if he like laid down the law like this is so inappropriate get out of here <laughs> Like, where's he, where's he gonna eat shit. breakfast and drink tea from now on? <laughs> like, paper plates oh, or God. something? I hate him. Yeah. I hate the dad so much. Yeah, he's easily my least favorite character so far on the show. There's a lot of unlikable people, but I mean, his, oh, God, yeah. his like smile, like his discomfort with being around his own goddamn son and like trying to like run yeah. away. It's despicable. I almost, why did they I want like yeah. more from that character just because like he's so awful <laughs> so like yeah. you know uh one-dimensional at this point mm-hmm. very 
I had a question. Oh yeah, because okay, so they have the night of the concert, right? Um, Borju and Kamal get back. Um, Eva and Karam do their crazy thing, and then Edda's like, "Get out! My parents are going to be coming home soon." Kerem goes home and his parents are having a freaking cocktail party. What time of night is this? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Too. Yeah. Like it's gotta be, right? Like they had to have the concert probably started at 10. No, no, I think it was earlier because remember that Ishik has like a very strict uh curfew. Okay, so the concert starts at let's say eight. Yeah, and, and they so didn't even there... see the headliner also. So it was probably like they could have gone to the con like they went to her house probably at like six or seven. Her mom said okay. They went to the concert at like eight, and okay. then they left the concert before ten. I assume her curfew is ten, but um, because it's a school night too. Okay, so you think that Borju and Kamal got home and it was like ten at night? Because I'm imagining it's like one in the morning yeah, and no, all I these people's like parents 10. are still out partying. I think it's like 10. They're probably like having dinner or something. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. But yeah, that's just what I made up to explain that to me, to myself, because that was also. <laughs> Kerem's family. Well, I guess we should talk about the Kerem Edda thing. Yeah. What the fuck was that? <laughs> well, I think like first there's something that like everyone's well first of all like all of his and and Edda's interactions are kind of like based on the fact that like she's more sexually experienced like Mm -hmm. like just that whole conversation where he's like well do you think sex is like what seals the deal like all this stuff and she's like I don't know well sex isn't everything blah 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 and like I think a big part of like her persona and her role in the friend group or like in the group because it's not a friend group yet like is that she's more sexually experienced and like I don't remember if in that first scene it's like she's having sex with the teacher or just kissing the teacher just making out okay because I was thinking about this too yeah so I think like she like her sexuality is like part of something that she uses to rebel or at least like that's how I read it because like her whole thing is like railing people up a little bit and then like Mm -hmm it seems like the thing with Kerem is like more genuine. So she's kind of scared. Like that's what I would think. Or she's lying about being experienced. Also probable, very probable. (laughs) Or like people have taken advantage of her sexually. Like she is having a relationship with like an older dude. Like clearly, of course the guy's taking advantage of her even if like she's not processing it that way right now because she's Mm -hmm. a teen. Yeah, I, I don't know what is up with her. She's crazy. But her parents will be thrilled about her and Kerem, right? Because he's super wealthy. That's their whole goal for her. Well, but what I don't know about the whole parent situation. Wasn't there like an older woman in her apartment? Like, is she living with her grandma or something? What's going on there? No, because she said, my parents will be home soon. You have to go. Right, but I'm just like wondering, like, oh, is yeah. that even true? Maybe not. Like, because I, I think there was an older woman in the apartment. Like, I don't know if that means her parents are also like absent parents, or she's just like lying about having like a perfect kind of 
nuclear family when she gets home and she's home. really angry there's a woman that greets her and she doesn't greet her back yeah but i think it is her mom i don't think it's a, yeah. it's a grandma oh really okay i thought it was like i'm not sure either some kind of a like you know someone who helps out in the house kind of thing or like her grandma yeah because again it is unusual for her parents not to be home at that time like for Mm -hmm. me like I was like I'm sure that all of the other kids parents are home like obviously except Sinan who doesn't live with his parents (laughs) but like Mm -hmm. yeah I mean for sure like probably her story is gonna be really fucked up but I yeah I don't know how I don't know I'm still leaning towards she actually has the best home situation Mm -hmm. of them all and she's just like an asshole rebelling because she's got a boring situation wow <laughs> that's extreme <laughs> we are all very divergent theories here yeah it's good it's good kidam's parents most reminded me of uh you know the have you guys seen zootopia and there's um, like the rats yes. or the mob bosses <laughs> that's what i was thinking they have such a mob boss vibe like yeah i just imagine like them being like russians like I don't know, they like seem like mobsters for sure. I agree. I definitely got organized crime vibes. Like not like successful, not not the sultan of success that we're used. To. <laughs> I did. I did think like, oh my god, the real sultan of success is <laughs> um, <laughs> Kidim and not Osman. Oh, we God. have to nominate and you know how we had what the fuck Hakan for a while specifically and then it just became what the fuck in general we need to go back to having like the star of each of our episodes and see the sultan of success okay. of each episode I like that <laughs> also like we can definitely do that I feel I was thinking back to the protector and how like they had all this dramatic music like I remember that song Kaibolu Yurum. I don't remember yeah. what context, but it was like something really sad. And it's like, wow, that song would be so much better suited for this show that has like actual human drama where people are like actually <laughs> like realistically suffering. <laughs> like even though there's I no super like when I think Deida and ha- and Hakan were like sad about like like something they fought. Was it the whole cactus thing where he like brought the cactus to a apologize? <laughs> she was like no i still hate you and then uh they like went away and then she was crying but like having flashbacks to their absolute animal sex like all over her kitchen (laughs) (laughs) oh my god you're so right (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what it was and then i think hakan killed massage sometime yeah yeah man the first couple seasons were good No, wait, it wasn't. No, it was something with Zainab, I think. No, yeah, she was also sad and like thinking about stuff too. It was like multiple. She was also sad and drinking and thinking about how much she liked Takan. And how many personality changes were pending for her. (laughs) We're ahead of her. (laughs) Guys, back to the show. Love what we Okay, I like Freeze. We need to rewatch it. (laughs) I like Freeze Framed, um, Edda. And it seems like. I don't think it's an old woman. They like show her for too short of a time and I can't mm-hmm. pause and where she's not blurry. She just has like white or blonde hair, like platinum uh, blonde hair. Maybe it's so. her future self. <laughs> I think it's just her mother. <laughs> I thought she looked old, but it was like super short. So, but yeah. 
we shall find out, I guess, hopefully. Hopefully longer shots of the adults in that house. <laughs> okay, also, let's. can we talk about how, like, Ishik just, like, straight up asks Sinan, like, why are you so sad? Like, why are you so broody? And, like, it's like, oh, my God, read the room. Like, and in, like, a very aggressive way, not in, like, a, I don't know, like, carefully wander up to this conversation yeah absolutely yo why are you so broken yeah oh i thought it was sweet it ended sweet when she like did the scarf for him he liked that but like the the way she asked those questions was like so inappropriate Mm -hmm. it was insane it was so bad i was like oh god you have no social skills i'm worried for you I'm worried for her because this fucking group of misfits is going to get her in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> we she does not need to be cheating for them. The whole thing, like, I'm sure that part of the premise of the show is, like, if you get in trouble, you come out better of it. I don't know. Ashik, go back to your nerd friends. <laughs> I thought the scarf thing was really weird. Oh, I thought it was cute. Yeah, it was super cute. It was, like, the only time, like, anyone's been nice yeah. to him in his whole life. <laughs> He loved it. And that's why he had such a violent reaction to, like, her further help, because he, like, doesn't know how to react to such displays of kindness by, like, just taking it. He suspects the worst is going to come from it because he doesn't trust anyone. Um, Yeah. And then he feels, like, even more guilty about it later, because he's like, oh, actually... She wasn't being a conniving, you know, rival. She was actually helping me. Yeah. Also, like, why do you think Kiman slept over? Like, because her door was broken or just, like, because? I, I, I thought that was weird, too. Like, I know she asked him to stay, but clearly she would, like, prefer him to be gone in the morning, or at least I would. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. I guess it was just so to set us up for the romantic breakfast turning into disaster breakfast <laughs> with blueberries that no one believes <laughs> no one finds believable <laughs> yeah I, I guess like I don't know it was it was weird because like my only explanation is that like he broke her door to get in so like she can't lock the door probably so like people could just get into her apartment I mean that's very noble explanation I like that <laughs> I don't know what the real explanation is, though. Nejdet threatens them again. My question, I know we, we're not in, like, peak cell phone era, but, like, somebody could record this guy, send it to his boss, and get him fired. No, like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I guess. Well, they don't have digital cameras, though, yet. I don't think, I think they would have to have a tape recorder. I don't think phones could, like, have a, like, a recording yet. They could definitely do it, though, on a recorder. Well, I'm sure Osman has a recorder, like, for yeah. sure. And I don't know whether Istanbul was a uh, one-party agreement or two-party agreement recording thing. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing in other places. But in the U.S., each state has different rules about whether you need both people to agree or only one side to be recorded. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, I looked it up a lot at work. (laughs) (laughs) 
were you like oh okay New York is only a one-party recording state but I think DC is two-party I don't know or the other way around yeah I I learned that in college in like a class can't remember which class but I did learn that (sighs) inappropriate red dress teacher is she gonna be more 3D or is her only role just to like throw herself at Kaval to convince us that he's desirable and to fuck with the plot? I think I think we have to I think we have to allow this show at least one throwaway character and I think she is at that. Seems like she might I think be. she's not. Or the dad. Well, God, I hope not the dad, because he needs to like we need to understand why they can be yeah. so heartless and heartless. They probably just had a really shitty divorce and they like just ended up taking it out on the kid, which is horrible. We divorced because of you, so we're going to leave you here by yourself. Oh my god. Or... We're going to leave you here because like you're an inconvenient reminder that we ever had a relationship. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's pretty terrible. (laughs) Or he did something like really horrible that caused them both to kind of like he made off. he made gramps into that silent sleeping yes he got angry person that like he, he did it a shook and he knocked yeah. grandpa over and grandpa became a vegetable <laughs> oh god that's horrible <laughs> we've explained that's all i can say it could be an even darker give show. us our own Either, show like, guys <laughs> Our own show where yeah, the child is blamed for the divorce by both parents as abandoned and then also make puts his grandpa in a vegetative state. <laughs> it explains why he's so depressed all the time. <laughs> oh my god. So or that also- would definitely trigger alcoholism <laughs> or some kind of addiction. Is that happening? There's another option, which is that the new significant others like don't want the kid to be around because like they don't want a reminder of their former relationship so they're just like we're going to start over and this kid is like I guess old enough to live with some vegetable grandpa (laughs) and be his sole caretaker and we'll just give him the the St. Bernard so he can just like have a companion. St. Bernard he can ignore. Did not feature this episode. Did he appear? Don't I don't think so. think so either. No, I don't. That's a shame. What is? Yeah, it's a waste of an episode, really. It'd be like the Saint Bernard from Peter Pan. <laughs> oh, Nana. <laughs> like the nanny. Yeah. yeah. There's so yes. This show's really. I think it's based on Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the supernatural element. Yeah. Like literally, I am. Like sometimes I like think like something supernatural is gonna happen. And then this show is going to go to shit. Time travel, baby. There's no right way to do it. Only wrong way. <laughs> true. So true. Um, okay, so teacher's lunch. Borju, again, her hand is shaking, which I was like, oh, she's going to die. But maybe it was just <laughs> During awkwardness. Who knows? Um, and then what did you guys think about Kamal and Red Dress? That was so shitty. He's an asshole. Yeah. Like that yeah, was so was unnecessary. Yeah. Like he clearly a likes her better and b like is trying to make her jealous, which yeah. I don't petty. think works for the kind of person that Bourjo is. So like, no, she'll just give up. 
Well, yeah, and she's moving away in like two months, so like she can just be like, "Fuck it." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has no obligation to be like not dating other people, but you don't just do that at a casual lunch setting. Like that's so weird. Also, yeah. that was such a cute like alleyway with all those tables. It made I know. Me I really, really wanted miss to <laughs> join that lunch. Yes, not with them, but just you know have that. Food. No, definitely not with them. <laughs> I would really love to have that food. Haven't had it in so long. I googled after our history section a lot majun recipe, and I'm gonna try it. Wow! Really? Do you need anything like weird? The only thing I had to buy was um, what's it called? So, uh, so, what's the oh semolina semolina flour? Mm. Oh yeah, just like sometimes like they ask for like sumac and other stuff that like you can't really get here. So. Mm. or like the really good lentils like the yellow ones you can't oh. really get here i don't think i've ever had a f- thinking just like about the freezers that i've had in my life i don't think i've ever had a frozen pizza but i have like three packs of frozen namajans ah! <laughs> that's amazing oh got it okay now now other than other than wings now we know what you're gonna eat <laughs> <laughs> both of them at the same meal that would be ideal too much too much goodness (laughs) you can't handle it (laughs) and then the only thing we haven't talked about is like the group falling apart and like everyone being like really dramatically upset by just an altercation between two people I like that they were being like you know older siblings to Ushuk and like yeah. defending her that I agree nice. I agree yeah and they definitely like physically needed to protect her because yeah, was yeah he was getting well, well he like threw the paper in her face he was like such an asshole yeah but then why like everyone went off and was like at their absolute angstiest levels like, why did Karev go and, like, get himself beat up? I don't well, understand I think Kerev, why he was so Kerev had been holding in his frustration yeah. um, for Eda the whole episode. And he was like, I think I think there were enough, like, kind of indications of his resentment sprinkled throughout the episode that his explosion at that trigger was convincing to me. Um, yeah. Okay. I think Osman just kind of was mad at the Ushuk thing, but he didn't necessarily... I don't remember him getting inflamed for any other reason. Yeah, no, and no. they don't. He's the only one that they don't show like after. Yeah. Okay. Eda like draws angrily. That was so funny. I made that a list of like funny. how people cope with their anger, and hers was like by far the funniest. Making dark <laughs> sketches of dark things <laughs> in a dark room. In a dark room. Yes. Oh God. Anything else for this section? I was just gonna ask, like, why do you you guys didn't think they showed Osman in the in the final like montage? But I guess it's because like he doesn't really get that upset. Like he's just like, "You're an asshole," and like, "Fuck you," but like, I'm not gonna make a big deal out of this. Yeah, he seems like the most well adjusted of the group, <laughs> but that's only because we haven't learned his backstory yet. That's why he's my favorite. He seems reasonable. <laughs> Like you can make a deal with Osman for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, his function so far is making deals. Yeah, he's just a logical actor. Yeah. So now we're going to move on into our history section. And today, 
uh, because <laughs> we couldn't think of anything to talk about really specific to this episode that didn't involve a lot of blood, uh, we decided to do our history section on teen movie tropes, teen drama tropes, high school drama tropes, 90s tropes, all that kind of fun stuff. You just said tropes so many times that times that I like it tropes. sounds weird now. Tropes. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess I could I could start like I think um, as we like mentioned when we talked to each other like there's a lot of like Breakfast Club vibes to this show so like for me that just brings in like the trope of like a bunch of misfits coming together for like a common purpose mm-hmm. so like we have like uh, what's the name of the guy in the Breakfast Club it's something with a B but I can't remember the one who's like really fight the power oh. and aggressive yeah he's karam <laughs> well and sinan and sinan too yeah yeah because he has like a lot of angstiness too yeah and then it does a mix of like molly ringwald and the other girl and then ishik is anthony michael hall and then the <laughs> jock i guess is kidding i don't know but anyway, it's like a bunch of misfits coming together and the teacher slash authority figure is like really despotic, like evidently despotic to anyone who's like around. Like this teacher is horrible. Like we can agree on the fact that the principal nudged it. Okay. Yeah, I can now I can yeah. remember his, his hard to pronounce name, I guess, in my head. <laughs> like he's objectively a horrible person and that's his role to be a horrible person. And then there's, like, the teacher who's, like, so young and, like, sweet and, like, really tries to get the students and, like, all the stuff. Like, well, the evil principal also brings us to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which Mm -hmm. I feel like has a lot of similarities. And also, that movie holds up. Still good. Yeah, (laughs) I would agree. But, yeah, so the evil principal is the same. And then also, like, misfit group who fucks off from school and has a bunch of life experiences yeah kind of fits our guys true very true I also thought about clueless (laughs) which we don't really have like I my favorite trope of all is the makeover which we don't really we're not probably not gonna have although maybe if a chick ever no for sure a chick is getting a makeover I hope so I love a makeover she's gonna tell about her profound crush on Sinan yeah and then she's gonna be like girl you have to be like (laughs) (laughs) and also as I mentioned the previous episode from Clueless we have the whole trope about like setting up your teachers so they can fall in love for your own benefit yeah yeah because if they fall in love something good's gonna happen for you like for share I think she was getting like a C in and no, I don't know if in Miss Geist's class or in the other dude's class. It was in the woman's class, I think. But I don't remember. So she's like, let me just cheer her up and find her a boyfriend so she doesn't have to worry about failing me. <laughs> 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 Which is very logical. <laughs> it worked out for her. It worked great. <laughs> I feel like that trope is also in other shows, but I can't think about it right now. Like the one about... Well, there's like the parent trap. Yeah. Definitely yeah, parent trap vibes. Yep. Yeah, for sure. 
I also, during Kerem's uh, anger sequence, I thought about Karate Kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but actually, like, Ashok is more similar to the Karate Kid. Like, he, he was like a goody two-shoes. He was not the bully. Oh, he, no, he threw the first punch with, uh, with Johnny on the beach. He was kind of a prick there. Johnny deserved it. <laughs> I love Johnny. I love Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai is, is really good. Show. I don't know I why it's Co- so good. I need to watch. I've heard that it's really good, but like it doesn't really like sound that interesting to me, but I feel like it's not a genre I did, that I would ever like pick, but it's actually a really good show. Yeah. Oh. oh, and then the the other trope I guess is like well, one of the other tropes is like the sexually experienced teen. And like it's always a girl and she's always like I don't know, like trying to like her sexuality is like a metaphor for something else in her life or like a manifestation of something else in her life. Yeah. Which we have yet to see what. And she always falls for the goody two shoes guy in the movies, but we don't have one of those (laughs) yet. (laughs) Well, also another trope is like that teacher student relationship and it not being really punished. Or like recognizes predatory. Yeah. Like she, like in the first episode, she's making up with the teacher, making out the teacher. They just kick the teacher out. She's like, haha, whatever. Yeah, she and kind like, of life goes on. the way they played it off was like she had a dare from her friends to like go and get him to make out with her, and then she did it. Ha ha. That was like the vibe I got, but who knows? Uh, the, I think a good another good one is uh, a good trope kind of connected to that is teenagers acting like grown-ass people like the Mm -hmm. alcoholism these relationships and like no parents involved anywhere yeah yeah Yeah. it's like is this really and and then of course Ushuk being the polar opposite of like her mom literally bringing out chocolate milk on trays with all those snacks (laughs) 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 but other than that like yeah are you guys have you guys watched Friday Night Lights yeah, yes, uh, of course. Yes. I feel like it's like um, Lila Garrity and um, what's Drunko's name? The hot one. <laughs> oh, oh um, Tyler, Taylor, Taylor. Hold on, I'm, I'm so bad with names. <laughs> but that's oh my what God, I love that couple. Ashik and They're Sinan so are exactly like that couple, and it doesn't turn out well. I know the names of the actors. I don't know. The, I don't remember the name of the characters. We know what you're talking about. Yeah. But we need, um, <laughs> what we don't have and what we need is like the nice guy quarterback, the nerd who becomes a quarterback after Jason Street gets paralyzed. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen it as your damn fault. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's so sad. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, but wait, wasn't Leila Garrity with yes. the quarterback and then she dumped him for. The badass, yeah. The ba- I don't know if the bad- Not he's badass. He's an alcoholic. He's an alcoholic, and he's very attractive. But <laughs> the he's bad, a bad boy. boy. The bad boy. Yeah, he's extremely attractive. Yeah, I have to say, and she is too. That's like, yeah, she's beautiful. She doesn't age. Also, Tim Riggins. That's who okay. she was dating. <laughs> yep. Okay. Good show. Very good show. Excellent show. Oh, well, th- there's another trope, like the teacher acting like a parent figure. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think like, yeah. they see Buju as like 
Well, it's more like a sister. She's more I guess, like a peer. Case, she's really young. Yeah. But like they don't seem to have any teachers that they actually look up to. Like they can manipulate Bourjo. the shit out of Borju, as we saw last episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Poor Borju. Some tropes that we don't have that I saw are we don't have a goth. We need a goth. It's the nineties. <laughs> what's happening here? <laughs> yeah exactly um we don't have any skaters or surfers but i feel like that's more of like a california thing (laughs) california trope we don't really have like jocks and cheerleaders yeah it's like a u.s yeah it's a u.s thing i guess Um, but also like kid m is kind of a jock except he got kicked off the team he was he was doesn't seem like he's getting back on anytime soon and then uh, we also don't really have any like rich, poor dynamics because all of them seem to be very wealthy from very wealthy families. I don't think we know enough yet, but yeah. we don't know about Osman. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like his is going to be whatever we find out is going to be surprising about him. Yeah, yeah. Also, the uh, sprinklers going off at the concert i can't remember <laughs> mm-hmm. what movies that happens in but i feel like it happens in every 90s i was gonna say i think it happens in every movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. every single one yeah and it's always the woman who gets wet not the man yeah 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 and she's wearing a white shirt always <laughs> I, I at least appreciated that it w- was carried over into the next episode is like her being cold and shivering at home and then like the whole like cognac like yeah. Whatever scene, tea, coffee, whatever they were having. Tea with brandy. Her- Classic with British yeah. people. No, I think it was coffee with brandy, wasn't it? No, it was tea. Oh, oops. Yeah. That sounds kind of gross. Coffee with brandy or cognac. No, I, <laughs> I mean, Irish I coffee, coffee is delicious. Alcohol is more typical. I don't know. It's, okay, here's a question. Is brandy the same as cognac? <laughs> I don't think so, don't but know. they... He definitely said cognac, and it was yeah. translated as brandy in the English subtitles. <laughs> uh, y'all, here it oh, yeah. is. Cognac is to brandy what champagne is to sparkling wine. Oh, uh, so it has to... from the. This is from the like um, commune of Origin. cognac. Got it. But it's still... oh. Interesting. Oh, also, I forgot to mention this, but I loved it. There was this interaction that both of them had, that was like a, a conversation in Turkish that I could understand every word of it. It was like, how are, hi, how are you? Good. Can you, can I help with breakfast? Sure. Like, (laughs) that was like Turkish 101 conversation. (laughs) It was like 90% olur, olur. I I can't pronounce it the correct way. Sorry. But it was funny. Um, And I felt proud of myself because I could still understand something. (laughs) (laughs) I think another big trope, and this is not like limited to teenage movies, but it's like the grump who has like a heart of gold, mm. but you have to dig through his tough yeah, exterior. Yeah, that's to a good one. Heart. Good point. Yeah. I thought that we were getting there with Kemal, except then he had that lunch disaster interaction, and I was like, nope, he's an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, and also, like, these teens are, like, severely acting out, which I think is also a trope, because, like, as a teenager, like, of course, you can be going through shit, but, like, 
you're not always gonna like become an alcoholic or like have an eating disorder <laughs> I mean, the, or like the alcoholism is so extreme like I can't even yeah. I don't even know where to begin with did that. he even drink this episode though or was he just like drunk the whole episode he did the they show episode. they show a shadow of him drinking oh okay at the end like after he throws the dishes into the bosphorus yeah but yeah he was less like day drinking during this episode than he had in the past i think they just didn't have time to show it he was still doing it (laughs) well yeah because he still fell asleep in class right right oh and and the other big trope is like something's gonna happen and these people are not gonna be able to graduate or like they're failing in school like there's always like oh if you fail school you're not gonna be able to be on the football team Mm -hmm. like like Tim Riggins, I think, had that issue, or like yeah. always with the sports players, like they can't, like your GPA, like you're all probation. So we have to have this nice nerd, like teach you how to study. <laughs> so I love continue that. Continue <laughs> bringing honor to the team. <laughs> like, this is obviously not the literal, but like in theory, like Ishik is going to like rehab all these people. Yeah. But then they're probably also going to have an influence on her. And I think that's also a big trope. That's the problem is that it seems to be all bad influence on a shook at the moment. And I haven't seen any good influence on these misfits. Yep. But she's, she doesn't go give into peer pressure much. I feel like, like the only thing she gives into is her love for Sinan. Like that's the, and she's very like in that, I think that she's really childish, like in her perception of like what love is yeah. and like romantic love. Like that's she's kind of a middle schooler in that sense. Like she's very like love is the answer. Mm-hmm. Like it's the most beautiful thing in the world and it's gonna make you happy. And like if you're not in love, like whatever, and like everyone has a soulmate kind of thing, like this very like teenage, like movie influence view of what love is. Yeah. Which reality check. And also that way. she can just like <laughs> asks Sinan what's wrong and he'll up it up to her and then they'll be in love and she'll, he'll be fixed forever after. That's how it works. They're- oh my god. <laughs> I hope they don't just like fix all of these people from one day to another because like that's like so not realistic but like that's very that would be very tropey like no because we oh, saw they they're up. all like one's in prison one's dead they're like fucked yeah, up. Yeah they're, they're like a mess. Yeah. I bet, we're, I bet we're just gonna die. <laughs> yeah whatever going on she's gonna die for sure that's so dark i want to know i want to know what happened you already established that sinan made his grandpa a vegetable yeah i mean it's just bad bad times um all right done with the history section i just i just have one thing sure. to, a general question to pose not really about the history section but <laughs> um do we have like a byzantine conspiracy level theory for the show yet i mean i think the vegetable theory <laughs> is that <laughs> i love okay. it sinan's dark past why his parents <laughs> cut him off why really sinan's friendly. dad is the hero of the story <laughs> also i mean i think another theory is ours about um Kidem and his family being mobsters and yeah. like the fact that he's such a good fighter he's like clearly trained yeah. like this is not like, just street fighting 
Strike I mean, first, strike hard, no mercy. <laughs> oh my Kai. God, you're a Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think like my theory is that like his family is the mob and they like trained him to be like a henchman. <laughs> well that's why he ends up in prison it's because of his family's crime syndicate not because of anything he did i mean that would make sense also he took the fall for for daddy for daddy to finally make him proud of him and not make fun of him in front of his random cocktail guests who were all super uncomfortable yes because that's so bizarre yeah. who does that if you were in someone's house and they were doing that you'd be like okay i'm going now goodbye I'm going now because you're despicable thank you <laughs> going to move on into our final and favorite section which is what the fuck yeah i think we've mentioned most of these but i think there'll be surprises here hopefully blueberries for me (laughs) father's behavior i have uh what the fuck tupperware (laughs) i really like that tupperware i would buy that tupperware 12 of the same size and style Tupperware. To carry like mushrooms. No one. Like to like carry pre cleaned and cut vegetables. So I, think I think it's more what the fuck that she's bringing a ton of food, like like a picnic. It looks to, like she's like, moving in. Yeah, she seems to have her, moved like, in. I think she's homeless. <laughs> Interesting. Homeless, like, but she, I, owns lots of Tupperware. Yeah, I feel like that scene was her like ripping off a paper towel, a piece of the paper towel roll, like doing very minimal wiping down and cleaning with like the one paper towel, and then having just like dozens of Tupperwares. <laughs> like this was her signaling that she lives here now. I don't know. <laughs> She's making a feast, or she made pre-made a feast. I'm, I mean, with those ingredients, was she like making a pizza? I'm really confused what she was making. <laughs> I think it was just like. Or derbs? I don't know. It was weird. What the fuck lip biting? Yes. Just push him <laughs> away. You know? That was so bizarre. I mean, if you're, I mean, you've never been to bind where, you know, you, you want the kiss to end, so you just... How is that her go-to move? I don't understand. Yeah. The bloodshed had to start early in the episode. <laughs> He's a vampire. That's the supernatural Yeah, I think... That's why she makes the dark drawings because her like deadly instincts are coming out. And that's why she only has the old lady caretaker. That's probably her daughter from like a hundred years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I love that. That's exactly what's happening. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. Okay. So if anyone uh, from the, the, TV industry is listening. You know, you know how to reach us. Yeah. We've got great ideas. <laughs> <laughs> we will upend all your trope expectations because we don't even have any. <laughs> we combine all genres. <laughs> I have what the fuck pigeons? Like, oh my god, yeah. I think pigeons are nice. They're pretty. People underrate pigeons, but 
why were they in everyone's windows like about to fly into their rooms that was weird have you been well, like outside of New York too long and now you're like romanticizing yeah. pigeons? No, I've always liked sure. them. First of all, we're supposed to call them rock doves. And you are the, yes, <laughs> you, uh, you have told me this. <laughs> Why? Because that's what they are. They're doves. Pigeons are derogatory, is a derogatory term. Yes, that it is, is a, a derogatory term. The <laughs> <laughs> this is offensive. They make really nice noises. They have beautiful iridescent feathers on their necks. <laughs> lovely patterning they're great they clean the city by um eating garbage and pooping everywhere (laughs) eating garbage and pooping everywhere your sarcasm is barely palpable (laughs) um pigeons are great but why were they in people's bedrooms weird but also sinan had the most insane view like i want that view his house is unbelievable that's probably why he pushed grandpa over to begin with (laughs) <laughs> so he could get the master bedroom or the owner's bedroom maybe he also was in cahoots with uh Edda the vampire like grandpa's easy prey oh that's no. true you know he's oh, probably he regenerates blood physically fine but they just have been draining him of so much blood that he can't actually <laughs> function yeah 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 they're not gonna turn him they're just using him as a you know source of nourishment mm-hmm. makes mm-hmm. sense what the fuck, Kamal being such a perky morning person? Yeah. It's just like such a change. Of, I liked it. I thought it was cute, but it was just such a change for him. And then the only other one is what Sophia already mentioned, which is Edda not eating every time they eat stuff. Mm, what's up with it's that? Coming. So- the eating disorder trope is coming. Also, what's yeah. um, Ishkembe? What they were eating? It's uh, tripe, tripe soup. Oh, but they were eating sandwiches. Did they call the sandwiches? <laughs> or maybe that was a different part of the episode. That. I don't know. Oh, I didn't catch that. <laughs> That's not correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If they were doing that, but I missed it. Okay, so my what the fucks, my first one is why does he know his way around her apartment? Like, why does he know where the brandy is? Mm-hmm. Or did he bring the brandy? I don't know. That was because just... he's a stalker. But I do think it was his brandy because it was a fla- flask. So I think he just brought it with him to the car. Oh, it, it wasn't a flask. It was a small bottle of brandy. Like, just the really small ones, but, like, still. Oh. Like, why would he have that on I don't know. He's sketchy. Yeah. I also thought, what, like, what the fuck, how drunk she got. Like, I really thought he would put something in her drink because she got, like, yeah. really drunk from one second to the next. Also, what the fuck him, like, sleeping over. What the fuck Tedem's family and parents. Like, there's something really <laughs> sketchy about yeah and also also wtf they're like weird segregated yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> gender segregated yeah it's like the men are talking about the important stuff here and then the mother and like this other woman are conferring in the other corner i do feel like that does happen though like if the yeah. guys want to like smoke cigars or something and the women are like that's disgusting go over in the corner <laughs> also another what the fuck um stemming from what sammy said about the pigeons like why are all of their windows so open like they're really open. yeah it's like a dirty and not that safe of a city so like what are you doing yeah. <laughs> exactly the rock doves are the least of your pro- concerns. <laughs> okay my biggest what the fuck that i'm still kind of upset about is like a why don't they give burdu her purse back yeah that's B, a good one why yeah. don't they apologize to burdu 
we're abandoning her Tanger for yeah yeah the fact that there's no interaction with her after abandoning her at a gross scary concert that they forced her to show up forced her to chaperone them that was weird yeah it was really weird and it's like literally the next day so that's and like also confusing that the concert is during the week yeah it would have been better if like they because i thought like with all the time that they were spending on the breakfast scene that maybe and that's what my mom and i were saying as we were watching and discussing you're like oh this must be saturday morning right yeah and that would have made more sense with like the next school scene being like okay some time has passed like maybe we can assume that the purse was returned in the interim but no it was literally the next morning where they had time for this like long-ish breakfast (laughs) and then still to get to school yeah and then yeah well everything that Sophia mentioned they slept all of an hour I guess yeah yeah that was weird yeah that for sure was weird also what the fuck red dress and what the fuck Kemal's answer to red dress (laughs) Yeah. yeah that's a good one like let's have fun I actually forgot to mention that in the recap, but <laughs> I think we've talked about it so extensively that people will know that it happened. Yeah. Yes. And also, my final what the fuck is just like Kerem going out on the street and find fighting random people. Like that was just like That's so dangerous. Really yeah. But I think he's a mobster. Like he he has I thought someone was gonna come in at the end and like save him with my theory that he's like from a world of goons but apparently not <laughs> that would have been so great world of if like dad came in like smoking the cigar and was like that wasn't a very good performance son you can do better yep oh my god yeah but i have to say i'm really enjoying this show like i look forward to watching more episodes it's very good for discussing it makes for a fun discussion Agreed. I think we have some good theories now too. Yeah, vampires that, that and vegetables. Gonna... Yeah. <laughs> That's not, yeah. If, we, if we were to write a if we were to write a book report about this show, be of vampires and vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the name of our spinoff TV series. Yes. <laughs> it really ties everything together nicely. So yeah, it explains everything. It does. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Our sultan of success for today's episode, I think we agreed, was Kerem's dad, (laughs) who is like a boss (laughs) in his living room, sitting there smoking a cigar and chewing out his son. (laughs) He clearly is very important and rich and runs everything, including the vampire underworld. Yes. They're all vampires. (laughs) Obviously all vampires. We are going to dedicate this episode to Kerem's future in the UFC. Uh, We now know that his dad can afford to get a coach for him. I think he could be very successful. Not the UFC. What are you talking about? This is the big times. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to do great. And it's like a very good venting for his anger outside of getting sued slash stabbed. So I think it'll be a great career for him. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening. And we will talk to you guys next time about episode four, where the vampire-ishness is revealed. (laughs) We promise. (laughs) Definitely no doubts there. (laughs) 